fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. The world has lost its absolute mind today. Can you believe that we have functioned almost an entire day today without Facebook? I know. I know. That's a wild thought. We've lo- we've survived almost all day today without Facebook, without Instagram, and without WhatsApp. Now, I don't even use WhatsApp. I don't even know what that is. But what's up? Here on the Voice of Reason, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation, here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. All over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be. Now, obviously, we're not live streaming on Facebook right now, but we do have the YouTube channel. We do have the Twitch.tv. We do have the Tweety, which I got to be honest, I'm kind of surprised that Twitter is actually uh, working and the Facebook is not. So that's kind of strange. So there is a little bit of a cesspool out there, just not like it usually is. Welcome into the show. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. We have a heck of a show lined up for you today, even without Facebook. I know it's the travesty, the end of the world. Without, yeah, I know, I know. Without actual having Facebook on there. Apparently, it's a big deal, too. It's not just down, but it may be like deleted. Your account may be deleted from what I can find out. From what I've seen, is that they've had some major IT issues, some type of like opening it up to different paths. I don't know. I'm not an IT guy. I'm supposed to be kind of, but I don't know a whole lot about that. But it's it's cost them so far at least $160 million because of all of the ad revenue and all the advertisements that are down and that aren't working on there. Unfortunately, a lot of businesses have been impacted with the shutdown of Facebook right now because they have nowhere else to go. That is their networking. That's the way they communicate with individuals. We might have to go back to the old school ways of actually going out, knocking on doors and communicating with the general public. But with people losing their minds today, come on, let's just relax a little bit. Let's just enjoy. Let's recognize the fact that we're we might actually be able to converse and socialize and not look at our phone all the time. I wonder how many young individuals this has impacted, even though they say that Facebook is for the old crowd, as in like my generation, the old crowd. So everybody, namaste, breathe in. There's no social media to hold us down and fight and bicker amongst each other. Breathe out. Everything's going to be all right. We might be able to actually like survive and, and be okay and walk outside for a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no social media right now. Trees of green. <laughs> Red roses too. Yeah. I see them blue. It's a wild world. The wild world. Now, here's the funny part is I didn't even realize this until I don't know, halfway through the day today. I usually check some stuff on Facebook first thing in the morning, and I'll usually scroll through, see some headlines, see some fun things that people post, and then I'll maybe send myself an article or two for show prep. I, I didn't do that today. I was already way too busy, so I didn't even know it was down until probably about two, three hours ago, honestly. Now, here's the funny part about it is I found out we were talking about it, and then as I'm trying to connect with people, because a lot of times I reach out to different guests I have on the program through social media and through Facebook, I was literally trying to reach out to people on the Facebook Messenger while talking about why the mess, why Facebook is actually down. So I thought, thought that was kind of interesting. But nonetheless, hey, we're surviving. I know it's very hard for the younger generation to grasp this right now. You're going to make it. It's going to be okay. Even if they don't use Facebook, which I'm sure most of them are like, oh my gosh, it's about time that thing went dead. 
and Instagram trying to update itself to where it's more video-like to compete with TikTok. Now, we do have the live stream that's still going on on Twitch.tv. It is still on Twitter right now, and we do still have the YouTube for now. For now. We'll see if we have it much longer after they said that uh, anybody who's quote-unquote anti-vax, as in anybody who's not openly saying either get the vaccine or go die in a ditch sort of thing, if you don't say that, then apparently you're just uh, you know part of the problem. They're going to shut you down. So we'll see how long we actually stay on YouTube as well. Dean Reuter, he's going to come on the program at the bottom of the hour. He is author of the book, The Hidden Nazi, The Untold Story of America's Deal with the Devil. How uh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to do a history lesson today. Going back in time, how much did America work with some Nazis trying to escape Germany after World War II? So we'll talk about that at the bottom of the hour and get a fun history lesson. We do have a update on the federal budget, the raising of the debt ceiling. Apparently, Joe Biden's going to be speaking sometime this evening to try and urge Republicans to vote on <laughs> raising the debt ceiling. Ah! I find that hilarious. Hey, Republicans, I know that you promote yourself on fiscal responsibility. Yeah, we raise the debt ceiling every couple of years. Can you just raise it again for a massive $3 trillion spending package? Bernie, please. I know that I was going to be a moderate Republican or moderate Democrat, but please just do it for me. That's going to work out well. Well done there, buddy. All right. At the same time, there was a news story that came out as well about how the Center for Disease Control and Prevention is unveiling their new safety guidelines for the holiday season in our What's Trending for the Day. What's Trending Today. So if you are getting ready, maybe you have a holiday celebration. Maybe you have Thanksgiving celebration that you're starting to plan already. We have Christmas right around the corner as well. Are you prepared for the holidays with the continued COVID-19 pandemic. Now, I thought Joe Biden was going to get rid of the COVID-19 thing. He was going to come in. It was going to miraculously just disappear. And then, voila, look at that. I don't remember my name, but I was able to get rid of COVID-19. So what are the holiday preparations, according to the CDC, already going into the beginning of October? Obviously, we're going into fall season. The temperature's cooling off just a little bit. Flu season's on the way up, so they're encouraging the flu shots and the COVID shot all at the same time. So what's it going to look like? Center for Disease Control and Prevention, according to Fox 5 at New York, uh, unveils its latest guidance for safely celebrating the upcoming holiday season. Now, according to Fauci, it's just too early to see. We don't know. We don't know what the guidelines are. I don't know if you're going to be allowed. Notice the terminology there. I don't know if you're going to be allowed to go see your family for the holidays. You weren't allowed to do that last year, but you still did, you evil, evil people, and that's why we're still in this predicament, because you just won't listen to authority. So we'll see what they allow us to do by the end of the year. The CDC also recommends here their guidelines for the holiday season suggests, among other considerations, that families hold virtual holiday celebrations or have socially distanced celebrations outdoors with neighbors and friends. That's going to work great for Christmas when there's a foot of snow on the ground in like negative 20 degrees. That'll work great. That'll be wonderful. Hey, do the get together. I will need you to wear a mask and be outside. Also, if you can, can you just do the virtual thing? I really need you to see grandma on the virtual stuff. Uh, maybe not Facebook Live because obviously Facebook's not working if it's still shut down by then. So maybe not that way, but you can still do other ways. Do Skype or something. Who knows? Here's what they also recommend that I find kind of ironic. They also recommend the idea of using. Now, this is brilliant, genius mindset here. We should have thought of this like a year and a half ago. CDC also recommended the idea of using a window fan to keep the air at an indoor party as fresh as possible. Now, 
Let's take a breath here for a second, shall we? Again, let's do our little namaste. Got to breathe. Got to think about what to do for the holidays here. Using a window fan to keep the indoor air as fresh as possible. Now, these are the same individuals that told us to stay indoors over the last year because we didn't need to be going outside and walking around the lake and going out into the woods and trying to get fresh air, vitamin D from the sun. We can't be doing it. We need to stay indoors and wait for the vaccine and wear the mask, even if you're indoors in the bathroom all by yourself doing your thing. You need to be just isolating yourself. You can't be doing that. At the same time, these are the same ones that admitted that the virus is airborne. So it's in the air. We just need to blow more of that air indoors to keep the air fresh while you're having a party and celebration with individuals at your indoor party. At the same time, it's going to be cold in wintertime. We have Halloween, usually pretty chilly, at least here where I'm at in the Wichita area, Wichita, Kansas area. Uh, Thanksgiving, most of the country, usually pretty cold by then. I don't know, at least in maybe the 30s, 40s, 50s. A little bit chilly compared to the rest of the summertime. Christmas time, obviously a little bit chilly as well. Using that window fan, opening the doors, putting the window fan in, and keeping that air as fresh as possible for those indoor parties. So I figured, seeing that headline, we haven't done this in a while. It's about time that we did something about this. What do you think? Andy's latest product. The latest Voice of Reason product from... The Voice of Reason product line. We'll have this posted up on the website at whosyourreason.com in just a little bit. We have not posted it yet, but we'll do that after the end of the show. Our very own CDC fan, window fan. It's not just a regular ordinary fan, but it's a window fan from the CDC and approved by Fauci to make the coronavirus completely disappear so you never have to worry about it again. Ladies and gentlemen, the latest in the Voice of Reason product infomercials are CDC Rona fan. Are you still battling COVID-19? Wanting to find ways to limit your exposure to viruses that kill off humanity? All the humanity. Now you can. It's time for you to get the all-new Voice of Reason product, the CDC Rona Fan. The CDC Rona Fan is not like your everyday ordinary fan. The CDC Rona Fan is the latest in technology that uses the unique and original purification process called the breath of Fauci. And it's simple to use. Oh my gosh, I just got my CDC Rona fan and it's perfect. I can feel the COVID particles disintegrating out of the air in my home. And even though it's wintertime, I just open my window wide open, I'll slide my CDC Rona fan right in, crank it up to full blast, and now I can have as many people over for the holidays as I want. And I'll never have to worry about transferring the virus to anybody. Just feeling the chill in the air, I know now. Now that I'll never get sick again. Thanks, Rona fan. The CDC Rona fan kills the coronavirus at the same rate of any immunity your body can build. And it comes in all shapes and sizes to best fit your preferred personal identity and housing decor. My mommy and daddy got the Fauci fan yesterday. They opened up all the windows of the house and put the fan in every one of them. They said it would make me nice and healthy. I can't feel my toes because it's so cold now, but they told me now that the Donald Trump virus won't kill me. They must be right when they tell me to listen to the government and do everything that they tell me to. Order now and for a limited time, get an additional CDC Rona fan half off. But wait, there's more. 
If you order now, you'll also receive the CDC-approved Fauci bobblehead. Scare up deadly viruses just by placing your Fauci totem in each room. Battle the Rona with freedom and Fauci-controlled options with your voice of reason, CDC Rona fan. There it is, the latest and the latest voice of reason product lines, the CDC Rona fan along with your Fauci totem. You just put the totem in each room and it scares away the virus all by itself. I know. Pretty successful there, right? <laughs> uh, we had fun making that one. So that one will be up on the website at HoosierReason.com after the show. You can download that, listen to it to your liking. I'm still working on it at some point, eventually. We're going to have these as fun little gag gifts that you'll be able to purchase right off the website as well uh, that we'll eventually start doing it at some point and have some fun with those. But right now you can listen to it as the CDC Rona fan because why the heck not? We need just – it's kind of like – reminds me of the Barack Obama time. When he told us in order to try and save on gas and try to be more efficient. I mean, gas prices were going up, so what do we have to do? We need to conserve on gas, which we we need to make sure that our, our tires were filled up with air properly. That was the great advice from Barack Obama was just make sure your tires are filled up properly with air and therefore you're going to be most efficient driving down the road. That was his great advice. Their great advice now is you can have a party. It might be cold outside. It might be wintertime outside. Just put in a window fan. Open it up. Put the fan in, cool things off a little bit, keep the airflow going, make sure you don't get the virus. That's their grand scheme to try and get. That's like trying to wear three masks, right? Just put on three masks. One's not enough. You need to wear three of them. That'll save you from the virus, and you'll be all good. Voice of Reason, CDC, Rona fan. Saving lives every single day. It's what we do. I'm here to help. Lots more coming up. When we come back, we'll have an update on the federal budget. We'll also talk with Dean Reuter coming up at the bottom of the hour as well. Big show lined up for you today for a Monday, kicking off a brand new week right here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, 
catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today on a Monday trying to kick off a brand new week. You know, I always hear about this term about the Great Awakening, whether it's a spiritual Great Awakening, a political Great Awakening, whether it's a whatever. The great people waking up and realizing what's going on in the world. I'm wondering if this isn't part of it. I mean, the young kids that are on their phone the whole time, like you see them out in dates. I, I'll never forget this, and I've told this story on the air before this a few years back. Mrs. Voice of Reason and I were on a date, and we went to a restaurant. Don't remember what the restaurant was right now. It was a fancier one-ish, and it, apparently it was a prom night because there was a bunch of kids showing up that were all dressed up and nice. It was either homecoming or prom. Don't remember what time of year it was. But we went, and these two kids sat at a table kind of sort of near us, a couple of tables down. We could see them, and we fascinated by them. Fascinated. We ended up watching them as our entertainment for the night because they wouldn't even talk to each other. They would sit there and have the menu up over their face and have the phone there while they were checking and scrolling the Tweety and the social media while they were supposed to be on a date for homecoming or, or prom or whatever it was. They didn't even talk to each other. And we looked at each other. And I was just, That's where the world is today. That's how people apparently communicate. Are they texting each other like, hey, are you having a good time? Hey, hey. Yeah, I can't wait to see you. Yeah, it'll be great. And they're right across the table from each other. I don't know what they were doing, but they didn't say a word to each other, and it boggled my mind. So now Facebook's down, Instagram's down, WhatsApp's down right now, other social media obviously going. But with those down, is it part of the quote-unquote great awakening where kids are waking up and be like, oh, man, I can't check my phone. Like, what else is there to do now, dude? It's a wild time. Maybe, just maybe, we have an opportunity to teach them that life continues to go on. I've enjoyed it because I didn't even I wasn't even aware of it until I got ready for the show a little bit earlier today. So kind of nice. Welcome into the program. We have Dean Reuter at the bottom of this hour. Real quickly, we do have an update from the federal budget debates going on right now. They did extend the continuation, continuing resolution until the end of this year. Typical. So again, we're not going to look at the appropriations process. We're not going to look at the bill by bill, appropriation bill by appropriation bill. Not going to look at trying to cut funding. Not going to look at trying to, you know, preserve funding or actually try to, you know, consolidate funding. No, we're not going to do the the appropriate process that constitutionally we're supposed to do. We're just going to do a continuing resolution while we debate this massive five trillion dollar budget. While we try and raise social spending massively while we do this infrastructure bill. And then, oh, yeah, we raise the debt ceiling as well, which Mitch McConnell said that he is not going to be part of. What's really fascinating, though, is that McConnell came out and said that he, quote, I respectfully submit that it's time for you, being the president, to engage directly with congressional Democrats on this matter. As he sent that to the president, your lieutenants in Congress must understand that you do not want your unified Democrat governor to sleepwalk towards an avoidable catastrophe while they have had nearly three months notice to do their job. As he's tried to say, hey, we're not going to raise this debt ceiling, so either you guys find a way to ram it through above us, which is going to be very difficult for you to do, or you sit down and actually have a conversation with us. As much as I dislike Mitch McConnell, I do give him credit for knowing how the process runs to actually benefit us on time to time. But at the same time, he is kind of giving them the tools to say, hey, this is what you need to do to kind of go over our heads and do this while we can, you know, stand and say we proudly voted against it and that we stood our ground. But here's the options for you guys to actually do what you need to do. Here's the problem. I don't care 
if we shut down the government. I don't care if we don't raise the debt ceiling and we don't pass this ridiculous, absurd continuing resolution that's not a budget, but in just an omnibus bill that we just throw everything in and just try to pass. I'm okay with it. I'm okay if the government shuts down. I'm okay if we kind of do a, a default reset here and we just figure things out and we shut down half of the federal government. I'm okay with that. Would it be tough? Sure, it would be tough on some individuals. Would it be a bubble that would burst without the government inflating things? Sure, it would, but it would be better off in the long run because the government wouldn't be handling issues. Uh, so don't give them the tools, dude. Tell them, we're not voting for this. We're going to just actively not just vote for it, uh, vote against it, but we're going to actively fight against it as well to make sure that you don't pass this absurd, ridiculous bill. You've had time to work on this. It's time for you to rein it in and be a little more moderate and actually work with us to figure out a proper way to move forward, which you can do. And oh, by the way, Joe Biden, where you said you were going to be a moderate and not just cave to the crazy left-wing progressive nut jobs over on that side of the aisle. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You know, reason, common sense, rationale, that's what we try to promote here on The Voice of Reason. Welcome back into the show. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. We've covered a lot of ground already, and we're just going to keep on trucking along here. You can find us all over our social media. Although, Facebook is down. End of the world. I know. I know. We do still have the live stream, however, up on the uh, Tweety, at Hoosier Reason, on the Twitch.tv, on the YouTube channel, also our other sites as well. You can find us on TikTok, on Instagram, although that one's down as well, OurFreedomBook.com, and of course our website at HoosierReason.com. I am getting some comments about the Voice of Reason products we had with our new CDC Rona fan. Yeah, we'll play that one maybe at the end of the show if we still have some time again. But you can find us on, you can also download that on the website at HoosierReason.com too. By the way, just a word to you, if you did not receive it, we sent out our newsletter for the beginning of the month on Monday this morning today, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed that one. If you have not signed up, you can definitely sign up for the newsletter at HoosierReason.com. Totally free, and we just send a once uh, beginning of the month newsletter for our blog and for the topics and everything, and uh, you can get all the information on the website as well. All right, let's shift gears a little bit, and let's get into our latest in What's Trending. What's Trending Today? I want to take you down the road of history. I love history. As you know, we're all about historical information because maybe we don't repeat the stuff in the near future. And while we learn about history, 
I want to go back to World War II, specifically towards the end of World War II, as our next guest is the author of the new book, The Hidden Nazi, The Untold Story of America's Deal with the Devil. Say what? Did we work with one? Uh, let's get some information from the man himself, Dean Reuter, on the line with us here. Dean, how are you, my friend? I'm great, Andy. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on the program. It's a, it's a fascinating topic. Let's start at the beginning, and let's remind individuals about setting the scene here towards the end of World War II when we came and we liberated what what was going on in Auschwitz and these other concentration camps in Germany, and uh, we finally defeated the Nazis uh, what was the state of things there? And uh, I guess we didn't learn about a lot of this in history class, but at the end, all we heard was, hey, we won. But what actually happened? What was the process of things as they began to unveil and we started learning more about what the Germans were actually doing? Yeah, there were there were two things going on at that point, Andy. One of them I cover in the book, The Hidden Nazi, and that is uh, a series of secret deals the Americans made with surviving Nazis so that they could escape justice. And the question, why would we do that? Why would the Americans deal with bad guys? And it's because they had something to deal with. Um, In the case of the story we talk about, one particular individual, instrumental in the Holocaust, Andy, he designed the gas chambers, the ovens, the camps, uh, not just Auschwitz, but everywhere throughout the Reich. And then he was involved in the slave labor trade. But by the end of the war, the hidden Nazi, Hans Kammler, has control of all of Germany's secret weapons. Uh, so we reveal for the first time ever he did a deal, a secret deal with the, with the United States and escapes justice. Wow. Uh, that's one aspect of things going on. The other aspect is, you know, this week and, and next week, the 75th anniversary of the culmination of the Nuremberg trials. These, these were the post-war trials of the uh, Nazis that we could round up that didn't have something to trade. Um, and and it was a a landmark trial at Nuremberg um, that that um, you know revolutionized international law, but also brought to justice in a meaningful way um, a, a lot of those other remaining Nazis. That's a scary thought. Now, I I mean I understand how government works, how politics work, and if you need information, you try and make a deal, sort of thing. But this is another level. I had heard about the U.S. government trying to sign on maybe some of the scientists that worked with the Nazis that weren't necessarily part of the military regime doing terrible things. They were just doing their job, trying to do different uh, uh, biological advancements, trying to study individuals. I mean, in as bad as that was itself, I know that we had had potentially signed on some of the scientists from Germany, but I had never heard of. The fact that we made deals with individuals like Kamler who kind of designed how to randomly kill people, that's wild. It is. It's very disconcerting, um, Andy. And it's Hans Kamler who was actually in charge at the end of the war. He was in charge of all of Germany's secret weapons, including those rockets. You keep mentioning scientists. It was primarily, principally, the rocket scientists, Werner von Braun and others, that we were able to get into the United States uh, that helped us win the Cold War. Now, everybody thinks we sort of stumbled on those rocket scientists, but what we show in the book, The Hidden Nazis, uh, no, we didn't stumble onto them. Hans Kammler moved them twice at the end of the war to keep them out of the hands of the Nazis and to deliver them to the United States Army, and that was his half of the Kammler deal. Wow. Uh, yeah. Now, was there any type yeah. of justice done at the end of it? We find this stuff and like, all right, you know what? Thanks for that. But you would have committed like atrocious violations against humanity by killing off hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions of people. You still need some type of justice. Or did he really just live a happy life towards the end? 
So it depends on whether or not you read that book. The Nazi, if, if you follow conventional history, Kamler committed suicide at the end of the war. So in that sense, maybe he faced a little bit of personal justice. But what we show in the book is that he didn't commit suicide. He actually surrendered to the U.S. Army, and we had him in custody for 11 months after the war. And our documents show that he was, you know, interrogated in Austria about missing money, Nazi money, millions of dollars, interrogated in central Germany, probably about missing scientists that they were trying to wrap up, some additional scientists. Even in Nuremberg, on the eve of this monumental trial, we see Hans Kammer, but not in the docks, uh, just there probably providing background information on some of the defendants. And yeah. um you know, at the end of the book, we, we do spin out. All of that's provable and is proved in the hidden Nazi. What happened at the end of 11 months is he, uh, there's an extradition request in the folder uh, from England. They wanted him for bombing England, sending these missiles over to London and Southampton. And there's a, a note in the file saying the extradition is not uh, opposed by the U.S. Army. And then it's as if Kamala never existed. He just literally disappears. Wow. How crazy. We're talking with Dean Reuter, author of the book, The Hidden Nazi, The Untold Story of America's Deal with the Devil. How many officers from Germany, I mean, just generally uh, some of the higher ups that actually had intel like this, how many did we end up working with as the United States government, either bringing scientists over or trying to make deals with these individuals? I mean, was it a, a large amount or was it just a select few that had all the intel? It was thousands. Um, I mean, if you count if you count the people that came to the United States as scientists, that was several hundred. And then there were many more that we used on the continent in Europe as intelligence assets. They had been fighting the Russians, and we were about to uh, engage in a cold war with Russia. So we wanted as many insights as we could get, and that meant recruiting uh, former Nazis. Yeah. And um, it was it was covered up. I mean, the, the records of the people that came to the United States were actually cleansed. They were and Werner von Braun. We we have a whole chapter in the book about Werner von Braun, the real story of Werner von Braun, because he was a lot. Uh, more involved in the use of slave labor, knowingly even recruiting slaves himself. And he, he obviously became an American hero. So this is not um, – Hans Kammler was the worst of the worst. I mean, a lot of the scientists who came here were pretty benign in terms of involvement in slave labor or the Holocaust. But uh, most were Nazi Party members, um, and many were members of the SS and consequently you know, per se war criminals that yeah. we brought. That's crazy. That's fascinating to me. Now, this almost feeds into the quote-unquote conspiratorial ideas that Hitler didn't actually commit suicide or die in the bunker, but he, uh, along with other officers, were able to escape down to South America, where they had seen some uh, different Nazi paraphernalia show up and, and different individuals. I mean, does that feed into these theories, and how many do you know went down there? Or do you guys have some evidence that maybe Hitler didn't die in a bunker in suicide by himself, but actually was able to escape the country? So we don't have any evidence about the ultimate fate of Hitler. What, what I could say about that, a couple things, Andy. One, um, I knew, I would never have believed that Kamler, Hans Kamler, was such a, a notoriously bad guy and got away with making a secret deal. Yeah. So in that sense, it makes it feel like almost anything's possible. And he clearly got away. Uh, the other thing I would say is that you know, Hitler's death happened to be in the Soviet zone of occupation. And we never really had full access uh, to the forensics involved there. So mm -hmm. that, I think, is what drives a lot of conspiracy theories. Uh, in terms of people going to South America, 
we unearthed a 1953 CIA report, Andy, that shows the CIA was terrified about the resurgence of a Fourth Reich coming out of South America because there were so many Germans. Many of them were just average citizens, just people that had moved to South America. But they talked about the numbers of Nazis, the ideology, the German chambers of commerce down there, and all the gold that had been had gone missing, all the scientists that were down there. Uh, so it wasn't just a community of benevolent German retirees. These were active Nazis ensconced in South America. And our own CIA in, in 1953, as we show in the hidden Nazi, was, was just terrified about a resurgence. Wow. I had no idea. I didn't realize it was that big. I knew we had some, but I mean, that's a that's a big deal. If we were concerned about another rising of them, then there was obviously some type of orchestrated uh, plan to move base of operation apparently down there. Well, we talk about a meeting that happened in August of 1944, so about eight months before the war um, in Strasbourg, where the German military and the SS instructed um, the private industrialists to offshore all of their IP, all of their intellectual property, all of their trade secrets, and all of their gold and move it out of Germany because the war was being lost, and, and we wanted to preserve that for a future Fourth Reich. Yeah. Um, that, that's very clear. Um, fascinating stuff. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. There's stuff that we still don't know as you guys are uncovering more and more. I love it. The book is The Hidden Nazi, The Untold Story of America's Deal with the Devil. You can find that on Amazon, other places as well. Find them on the social media as well. You can also find the Federalist Society as he's with the General Counsel, the Federalist Society. You can find them online as well. Dean Reuter, I appreciate the time, my friend. This is fascinating stuff. I love the history lessons and I love learning more and us uncovering more. So I appreciate all the research that you do and we'd love to get you back on to talk more about this later. Anytime, Andy. Thanks so much. Hey, absolutely. Great stuff there. Fascinating to me. I think that's great. We'll talk more about that when we come back. Got to take a break. When we come back, we'll shift gears. We'll recap this conversation. Plus, we'll go into what we get to look forward to here at the federal level as well. We have the federal budget that's an issue. We also have the Supreme Court dealing with some heavy, heavy issues. How are they going to make a decision on some of those? And what's the public's mindset on that as well? We'll take a break. Do all that when we come back. It's a Monday. It's the Voice of Reason. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. What a show. Covered a lot of ground today. Thanks again to Dean Reuter coming on the program. I love history. I lo- I'm fascinated by learning more about what's going on in the past. And while we always use these examples of what Nazism and fascism is today, the words kind of get thrown out more than they need to be. Let's be honest. Donald Trump, you're a Nazi. Donald Trump, you're a fascist. Now, that's obviously the opposite of what fascism and Nazism is because he didn't believe in a centralized government. See, here's what we need to get back to is the real understanding, understanding of history and understanding of, oh, I don't know, the definition of actual words. When you talk about socialism, you don't say the distribution and means based on bond and control by the people because that's the new age, like Wikipedia version of what socialism is. If you go back to actual, you know, incredible sources, it's the government control. When you talk about Nazism, when you talk about fascism, the the function of fascism is actually like government controlling private sector. Government saying, hey, you're making too much money. You're going to create your products, but you're not going to keep any of your revenue because it's going to be the government's. Therefore, the product is made, quote unquote, by the government. We're just using the private sector in order to make and make uh, make and distribute the means of that production of that good. But it's going to be owned by the federal government. It sounds vaguely like some of the stuff going on today. And I'm not saying that's what Joe Biden's a Nazi. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that we are growing government more and more and more to control more of the private sector. It was a big hit when we did Obamacare and we consumed a sixth of the U.S. economy by consuming it and regulating it through the federal government. When we do have someone coming out and saying, you need to force your employees to get vaccines or else we're going to fine you and punish you, you know, that's not necessarily Nazism, but it is big government tyranny. We're moving in that direction. We're not there yet, but we're getting closer and closer every single day. So be aware of it acknowledge it when we say as a conservative i know they always try to say well it's the strong military well everybody has to have a strong military in order to survive because that's what a nation does so just because you focus your attention on military doesn't mean that you're a fascist that's just crazy nationalism andy like parading around with your flag every nation has nationalism every nation is proud of their country is proud of their flag is proud of the symbol of their nation on what it actually represents not what it is what it represents big difference I know it's hard to 
understand. I know that sometimes the other side of the aisle just doesn't quite grasp at that concept, but you can still be proud of your country. You can still wave a flag. You can still say, God bless America. You can still be saying, I want to support the military because I'd like you know national defense to protect us. And you can still say all of that without being some crazy, wild Nazi, uh, Nazi fascist. I know. Wild concept. And maybe we should start opening a history book as opposed to Facebook, because Facebook obviously is not going to give us the right information. It is kind of ironic that we had a whistleblower for Facebook, and I've seen this headline kind of pop up all over right now, that a whistleblower was talking about how Facebook was trying to clean up hate speech, quote-unquote, but at the same time, they do really, really, really well off of people arguing and hating each other. And while they shadow ban some to not get the exposure they need to try and promote an agenda, it does get exposed to a certain category of individuals to continue on with the bickering on and off. Because if you're in the middle of a debate, try and go on there and debate somebody when it comes back up. You get sucked into it. I've done that many a time. And I don't like to do it. I try to distance myself from doing it from now on. I've kind of made that as a pact for myself. I don't need to. I'm... I'm I got way more important stuff to do. I got way more bigger stuff to do. I don't need to be sitting there sitting there arguing with individuals on Facebook, but it happens because they say something stupid and you need to correct them. That's not true. Here's the factual information. X, Y, and Z. Take it or leave it. Like it or don't like it. Hate me or don't hate me. These are the facts. And then they say something stupid again. And I think they do that just to bait you to say and continue on that conversation. But Facebook is the one that benefits from that, are they not? You see their advertisements, you get on there, you talk about home construction. Guess what? You have a whole bunch of DIY books that you can buy on Facebook. It's weird. You're commenting about something, and there's advertisements that pop up about that particular category or that particular topic. So they generate millions of dollars based on those conversations. And while they say they're getting rid of hate speech, uh, apparently to some whistleblowers, they're not really getting rid of it. They're just shadow banning it, putting it in a corner, and then letting a select few individuals see it so that way there's still enough dialogue to keep it going so they profit from it. So after that whistleblower came out, now these servers not just, like, crashed, but like part of the server is actually deleted to where now they almost have to rebuild people's profiles. That's fascinating, isn't it? While they get attacked by their algorithms, the algorithm crashed and they have to rebuild it. I find that ironic. Could be coincidence. I don't know. We'll see if it's back up in the next day or so. If not, maybe we can live our life and get back to having a personal conversation. But that would entail needing to not socially distance and getting close to people and not wearing a mask so you can understand them. And that would just cause a whole new havoc that Dr. Fauci probably wouldn't like. So I guess we're stuck. You can just have to listen to the radio then, right? Podcast going up in a little bit. Until then, I am the voice of reason. Andy Hoosier will see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win.
Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.